Hello and good evening, boys, girls, ladies and gentlemen, and everybody else in between, and welcome to the now second episode of Pick Apart. Alright, so for this episode, I actually want to give a uh, preemptive warning. Uh, this might be one of the more heavy episodes that we have. Um, we are going to be addressing the topic of death and different outlooks that there are on it, including mine, but also the different outlooks that our guest actually has with us today. Um, today I'm joined by one of my good friends that I've got out here in this wonderful, very hot land, um, and she wanted to join in on this episode today, so we've got her here with us, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Adri, also known as Amanda from the first episode. Uh, I, I'm not mad at Dave for giving me a pseudonym, but, you know, just to let you know, I exist. Uh, so, uh, like I said, you know, Dave says that uh, this can be a very heavy subject, and um, some of the things said could be potentially depressing or triggering to some people, so please make sure that you get help if you have... Uh, trouble with those types of situations and thoughts and uh, and he will be able to put up the number for suicide yeah line. I can totally add that into the description I think that's actually a really good idea that is a really great idea yeah we'll definitely do that uh, but yeah so don't feel bad if you have to skip over this episode totally understandable I mean not everybody's quite comfortable with death but with that um, I actually hadn't anticipated on doing this as my second episode. Um, I had brought it up to another one of my friends like, oh, hey, I'm thinking about possibly doing death as my second episode. And she had pointed out that mm, maybe that's not a good idea. And I was like, yeah, maybe not for the second episode. But it kept coming up a few times throughout my week. Um, I, I think there was, a, there was a couple of times that I drove past this cemetery and it kept catching my eye. Um, I had another time that a customer came in and to my job and she was at her, you know, general, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm not doing too great. Oh, rough day? No, rough week. And I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, that happens. And then she was just like, yeah, my dad died. I was just, oh, <laughs> okay. I wasn't ready to quite unpack that, but it kept coming up. So I figured that maybe this would be a sign that, you know, this might be a good topic to touch on. Plus, death is a pretty controversial thing that I guess you could say some people talk about. Um, but it, it's it's inevitable. It's gonna happen. Like, there's no way to even try to avoid death in any way, shape, or form. And if there is a way, I would like to know about it because I would gladly like to become immortal. You really shouldn't. <laughs> I think it could be fun, though. Like, you can see how times progress, you know be like back in my day and it's genuinely like back in my day before like these past three generations have been born genuinely back in my day <laughs> he's perpetually an old man perpetually and it happens it's fine it's fine but um from my understanding we have fairly similar outlooks on death um so a little a few, oh, wow that's english we have a few different um opinions and beliefs i guess you could say behind it yeah um I very much view death as it's inevitable. It's gonna happen. There's no point, as I said, in trying to stop it. It's natural. It's not something that we should particularly 
like continually mourn over. I feel it's more something that we should understand and be able to come to terms with. Of course, I mean, mourning's a thing. Yeah. It's gonna happen. We're human beings. So, you know, mourning happens, especially if you're mourning the loss of somebody who's very close to you, um, which I've had. I've lost people very close to me. As did I. As, I was a, gonna say. as did I. I was gonna say, I was pretty sure that you had as well. Um, and I mean, I took it fairly well, I guess you could say. Like, I wasn't expecting it. As You never expect someone to just die. Like, Well, I, I kind of had time to have closure. Hmm. Um, but there is no right or wrong way to mourn. And, you know, what does define well, you know? Mm-hmm. It's... It's a spectrum, and I, I probably also would tell, uh, say that I t- took it well as well. Um, but again, like, when you look down the line, you know, do you think that you did it wrong, or you didn't feel as much as you probably should have, and it's... But there's no right or wrong way. It's just what you feel. Yeah, and there could definitely be, like... Like a guilt behind it, I guess you could say. Like if oh, definitely. If you don't feel like you felt it enough, like you can feel really guilty later. Oh, definitely, yeah. And then that can sometimes like bring on a second bout of mourning. Yeah. And that really sucks. It's <laughs> like you didn't complete the full circle of mourning, so then you just have to like, do not pass go, do not collect that two hundred dollars. You got to go right back. <laughs> go back to jail. Do it all over again. <laughs> Think about what you did. <laughs> and then continue on. Yeah. But. Yeah, I, I definitely feel that, and I can say that I have felt that kind of guilt before. I had a, um, I don't, I don't think I actually ever told you this. Ooh. Um, one of my friends from, God, I think we were in first or second grade, very, very long ago. Um, she was a really close, um, friend of mine. Um, I actually don't remember her name though, which really sucks. Um, but we like played in the apartment complex courtyard like all the time Uh, she had severe asthma and from what i see now her mom neglected her a lot like at the time i never like realized it but i mean when you're like you never know you're you're super young you don't know these things like it doesn't you don't register it i've had a, a a similar thing where it's like hmm that doesn't seem right you but know, you don't realize But it. you don't really know the, the gravity of it until you get older. But yeah, continue. Yeah. Um, so I actually wasn't there. I think I was um, out visiting my dad at the time for custody stuff. You know, it was his weekend. Um, so when I had come back, um, I had actually found out that she passed away. And I never got like the reasoning why at that point in time. I was just completely heartbroken because I was like, oh, wow, you know hey, this is one of my real good friends. Like, we play all the time, and, like, she's gone. Yeah, and, and gone permanently, too. Yeah, exactly. So it wasn't like, you know, in, in like, younger kid terms of, like, oh, hey, they're just gone for, you know, the weekend or something. Like, I think it's really hard for especially kids to understand, like, they're gone forever. And I think this is also, like, my earliest memory of death affecting me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had found out that apparently her mom had lent her inhaler to the apartment's like landlord's son because I guess he also had asthma, but they didn't get him his prescription or whatever. I don't know. But they lent it over to him, and her daughter, my friend, started having a really bad asthma attack. 
Um, and so she went over to go get the inhaler, which was like across the courtyard and up on the second floor. And I guess from what I remember, like they were just talking and chatting. Wow. Yeah, really shitty. Like when you look no at it urgency. now, it's like it's fine. Yeah, no, none at all. Um, but she ended up passing away like in their living room, and like it was just so surreal. Please tell me there was a crime case against it. Like I actually don't know. Ah. Yeah. No, I I really don't remember. Um, That's full on neglect. Yeah, no, it was really bad. I don't know what whatever happened with that family afterwards. As I said, I was like real young, so like everything was a blur. But I do remember going to her um, her funeral, and I still actually remember where she was buried at. That I remember very specifically, because we put a lot of balloons over there, and every time we'd drive by, I'd always spot the balloons. So I, I still remember where she was buried. Um, but like after that, my mom was like trying to explain to me death, and like she's like, if you have any questions, like let me know, like you know, as a as a supportive mother does when you know her kid just experiences like their first death mm-hmm. ever not the kid's death but you know <laughs> yeah their first experience yeah yeah so it was really interesting because she um my we don't have like a religious outlook on life of course like at all my mom's very much like you can do what you want to do don't kill people we're good you know whatever makes you happy so she didn't quite use like a religious explanation for death mm-hmm it was more so like hey they like everything stopped working like they shut down and as you explain to kids you know they're 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 asleep but permanently asleep Mm -hmm. and um we've always had like the whole spiritual outlook though on life while we weren't religious it was spiritual of you know spirits um higher power you know that kind of thing all my life um so she would tell us that um she was still around my friend was still around and i would still be able to talk to her but like not the same that we were able to Mm. so i i guess maybe that's why i took death so easily because like i was like oh well they're gone from the material plane but like they're still here with us like you can look at it that way which is how i like to look at it because i feel like it makes it easier to take it so it's not like yeah so it's not just like they're gone forever. You'll never ever talk to them again. So it's like, it's more so, get, like a setback type thing of right at this moment they're gone, but a you'll be able to see them again, and b like they're still there. It's just it, it's gonna be not quite as frequent that you get to see them. Yeah, uh, which is kind of funny since I've had the very opposite, where all the family is very very religious. Catholics, hey. Uh, and everything, you know, was um, that they've gone to a better place. They're still around, but l- let it be known they are dead. They're just with God. Mm-hmm. They're, they're dead, but they're, you know, it, it's, you, you won't see them until you die or the, uh, what is that damn thing called? <laughs> to go through the, the... Oh god, I can't remember what it is. I always forget the... Pearl the... Gate? No, they're not Pearl. What? <laughs> <laughs> the Golden Gates? No! What is it? I'm talking about the, the the whole reaping of the world where all the good people go with God. Or and... the cleansing? Not, not oh. the cleansing! <laughs> Dang! 
<laughs> oh my god, it's gonna bother me. Where you won't be able to see them until you die, where you join heaven. Or uh, until the rapture, which is a collective reaping of the world. Uh, where everyone who is a follower and um, of Jesus gets to be collected and while well, everyone else that was not a follower or full of sin or evil we remain down on earth while the world just burns so yeah that's uh, that's just very dis- just depressing so but the interesting thing with that though is your options are either you die or you die <laughs> oh yeah but you die going to heaven which is a nice place or you die being stuck on earth or potentially in hell so um it's it, it is what it is <laughs> <laughs> that's fair no that's that's totally understandable and that's like another interesting thing since you grew up with that like i guess you could, christian right yeah. yes christian outlook or upbringing like as you're growing up with that as opposed to I had like almost no religious influences whatsoever aside from going to the funerals and it being held in a church and like you know mm-hmm. all of that so that's also like a really interesting outlook that different people have oh yeah so it's like it's it's really like i don't know i've been i've been to so many funerals um i feel like a lot of them though they put like such a high um importance on um like if if you're going to heaven or like um, so-and-so was, like, such a devout follower and so loyal to the church and all of that. And it almost seemed like... I'm not, like, not pulling fingers at them or anything, but it's, like... It's, it's almost like... Your death is, like... I'm trying to think of the words. To well, I mean, for a lot of people, you're worth more when you're dead than you are alive. Yeah, yeah. And it's, like, almost like if you were a devout follower and stuff you're worth even more because you are a follower than somebody who's um, atheist or even follows like a different religion or um, different spirituality Um, altogether. It's like you're worth less, but still more than when you were alive. So it's like, it's so weird. It is a very weird concept. And, you know, it's kind of sickening because you would think that you should always... Like revel in the times that you are now, rather than thinking about oh yeah you know remember that time with so and so. Well, I mean, but remember how like always do think about the time of now rather than when it's later and you're thinking the past. Yeah, live in the moment so you don't have to reflect later. Well, I'm just saying you can reflect and all that, but just always know that that person has a um a worth mm-hmm. you know and instead of just um just thinking hmm well let's let's just tally up all the good and bad things yeah and then it's like they're that, still a person it, yeah exactly and either way like it should be respected in death like that is one big thing that i've always lived by is when somebody dies no matter how they died you are extremely respectful of not only their grave but with their body as well Suffer for serial killers. <laughs> <laughs> Ted Bundy can electrify in hell. 
And that's another funny thing I have on that is death penalty. That's another can of worms. Yeah, that's a very interesting, which we could actually totally get into in a different episode, because I think that's too much to unpack in this one. Um, We can always have a part one and two. Yeah, no, we totally can. I'm sure we will. Um, But yeah, it's like such a, it's such an interesting thing. Like, it's so natural, but I feel like a lot of people are scared of it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not exactly scared to get to die to die not exactly scared to die but more like what am i leaving behind for instance i know no one's gonna take care of my cat better than i can you know that's because you spoil her she's she's eternal she's a (laughs) she'll live forever she'll be here forever um or you know uh the things i did not get to say or you know things that I did not get to do and usually those are the, the kind of recipe for you know the spirits and ghosts and everything that you tend to be like oh they had unfinished business mm-hmm. well I would probably want to be one of those people stay here, <laughs> stay here forever until you, you finally get to do that and but that, then you're tied to one spot so you never get to do it yeah so you just here no, forever. it's just one of those purgatory things where uh, you know it's damned if you do damned if you don't I mean you're stuck there yeah. And until you count all the Hail Marys and other prayers that you needed to do, and then you can get out. <laughs> keep... Only then. Only then you will find your freedom, I guess. I don't know. They just keep you in your post-death spirit box until you repent for all your sins. Pretty much. God, that's terrible. I know. I mean, you would think that, you know, with a religion that is so caught up in yes god is love and everything is great when you uh work together but yet they have such like demure like ideas mm-hmm. and and ideologies behind death yeah and what happens to you it's so like that's something that i never got like just it's it's always intrigued me like what happens after death but not so much like the religious aspect of it like I, I, not saying that I'm, I want to die right now, but, like, I would have liked to know. (laughs) (laughs) I know I didn't say it right. You did great. great. I tried. You did wonderful. (laughs) But, like, in the sense that I would like to know, like, what happens after death? Like, what is it experienced for, like, your own energies, like, your own life force and stuff? Like, that's always interested me. Yeah. Quite a bit. I mean, I, I, uh, newsflash, I'm not a Christian anymore. Whoops. <laughs> uh, it, uh, I have a whole, whole big reason why, but, um, I still know a lot of what I did grow up with. But, uh, as for what you were saying, I believe that matter is either created or destroyed. Mm-hmm. So, Yes, your your body may have gone through that chemical change, mm-hmm. but there there's still that spiritual not exactly spirit, but there's that still that energy inside you that needs to go somewhere else, and that's where you can even throw in reincarnation, mm-hmm. you know. And there's been uh, phenomenons with people recalling past lives, and. Um, and that's kind of like where I lean toward. Am I right? I have no idea. I don't know. You won't know. know until you die. Exactly. But then at that point, you know, 
Well, yeah. you still have all of, all of that specific knowledge. And, you know, it also ties in with ghosts, because mm-hmm. if you have that residual energy, then you can say, oh, it was this person. Uh, their body may be gone, but they're still here. And, uh, you know, and kind of sucks because that means that, you know, the earth is the earth. It's, it's this whole field where it's like things come and go, but there's still that residual um you know, and, and and it's like great if you get to go past it, or not so great if you don't. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, in and that's kind of like where I kind of go um, in my belief system. It's it can always change. Mm-hmm. You know, things change. Like uh, who knows? You can have a near death experience, and next thing you know, oh no, you are born again Christian. <laughs> uh, let me get baptized right now. <laughs> You know, you things change. People change. They squirt you with water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, one one thing that I wanted to bring up, just because you reminded me of it when you um, mentioned the Earth, what's really interesting with most modern day like burials and whatnot is that when you're put into the ground, they dig the hole and then they put a concrete casing and then they put the casket in it um, after you've already been filled with like a bunch of we can, we'll call them preservatives, like the formaldehyde and all of that. And then a concrete lid is put on it, and then dirt. Mm-hmm. So, by like, you 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 will decompose, not as yes. quickly as normal, which is also an interesting point. But we'll come back to that in the loop around. But when when you as you're decomposing, you have all of that energy and stuff that's happening um, during that um, chemical reaction, and it's not going anywhere. Like it's, it's just still, sitting in that It box. still goes somewhere. Concrete is not just, like, some kind of black hole where, you know, there's nothing else to go through. Well, yeah, but, like, it's not going back into the earth, specifically. Like, it takes time? Yeah, it takes a whole lot longer. Yeah. Which is, like, so... In my mind, it's so bizarre. It is. Because, for me, even um, when I have to... If I've ever had to bury um, any pets or anything, like, it's been you dig a hole in the ground and then you just put them either wrapped in some kind of like biodegradable cloth or something. I had mine in a shoebox. Oh yeah, or even a shoebox, but that's also, but that's cardboard, cardboard and that'll yeah. break it down. And you just stick that in the ground and then you bury it. And so then as they're um, decomposing and, you know, everything's breaking down, it's going right back into the ground mm. and it provides nutrients for either like surrounding plants or... Um, even, like, much smaller, like, life forms, i.e., you know, bugs, or... (laughs) She wants in. She screams again. (laughs) But yeah, so, like, it, it all goes back into the earth, you know, that whole reuse, recycle of, you know, life, energy, you know, your flesh suit, put it back into the earth, give back to it, (laughs) and... (laughs) Flesh so suit. <laughs> yes, your flesh suit, your yeah. meat suit, that thing, um, and that's so interesting. With such so many modern day burials, is like we don't allow that to happen as as quickly as it normal naturally and normally would, and it's so bizarre to me as to why not. Well, I mean, even think about how far they went for the pharaohs, <laughs> you know, where they're like, oh, they need to have all this stuff, <laughs> you know. It's it always comes down to what that group of people believe mm-hmm. about what happens with the body. I mean, I don't... I personally would either like to be cremated 
or you know they usually have those things where you can become a tree I love that they're oh god I can't remember what they're called there's something something pods yeah <laughs> put you in the ground and then the trees I would love to be a tree and um, you know uh, maybe when I get just as big and old as tree form you can cut me down and make me into a, a table or something i'll do that just for you oh yeah because you know, oh, i'm yes. immortal because yeah. you're immortal yeah of course. i'll visit your your tree grave and i'll cut you down and make you into a table and i'll put my coffee on you and make sure there's coffee rings so then that way it's like yeah. oh yeah so artistic yeah yeah perfect <laughs> um i actually okay so fun fact also for you that i don't think you know about yet um uh, i have a living will um, hmm. yeah, I do. Uh, it's this really cool site that I found, like, forever ago that, like, it lists out, like, all your quests. Say you unexpectedly die from God knows what. I thought about doing that. Yeah, I have one. I'll show it to you later. Um, but, like, you can send the link to somebody, and if you happen to die, they'll have all that access to everything that you want in, like, your post-death wishes. Mm -hmm. That's not the right word, but, you know. Um... And I actually post have post-death. <laughs> That's what happens after I, death. I almost said postpartum, and I was like, wait, <laughs> not the right word either. <laughs> um, but I actually have in there that, that I want a green burial. Like, I want to either, like, be wrapped in, like, a muslin cloth or, like, in a wicker casket. Just throw me three feet under the ground, throw some burnt, burnt, <laughs> throw some dirt back over it, and, you know, stick a rock on it. Okay, I knew what you mean by green, but I also thought everything must be themed in green. Oh. <laughs> you know, it's no. like the headstone, green. The casket, green. Hey, if you want to make it Clothes green. Clothes that you're wearing, green. Do it. Everyone else is wearing green. Yes, that's... <laughs> the green. <laughs> it's a green themed. Green, green themed. Theme. <laughs> it's like those black and white parties, but it's it's a green funeral. Yeah. <laughs> Quite literally. Oh my god. But yes, I understand the whole uh, you know, aspect of let's not make unnecessary, you know, arrangements where it just does not do any good for the environment or you because you're dead. Yeah, you're dead like you're dead. <laughs> you're you're gonna decompose anyways. Why have it in a in a stinky concrete box when you could become a tree? Right? Like, that seems so much cooler. I mean, the only thing that makes it uh, kind of like makes sense is if it has something to do with um, crimes where you need to exhume the body and mm -hmm. test things. Hey guys, I'm really into true crime. <laughs> so, <laughs> and uh, you know, that's where I can see that it being useful. But other than that, if you're just kaput, gone, no question about how you died, you died it. From a disease, you died from a car crash. There's, it's plain simple. Draw the line, where it's like, okay, you, that's not necessary, mm -hmm. you know. But uh, if there's any like clue of what happened to you and no one knows, that makes more sense to have an actual protected, mm -hmm. you know, um, uh, area for you to rest in. Yeah, and um, hope to have. Uh, some vengeance. <laughs> Have some vengeance later on. Have some vengeance later on, and you know, because murder ain't cool, guys. No, it's not. It's I know. Not cool. it, I, I know it's it's useful when it comes to um, you know getting rid of some of your problems. But guess what? <laughs> it's not a great idea. It's I not promise. legal. Don't do it. We don't condemn <laughs> murder. Um, but yeah, so like I think about that 
a lot and it's so so interesting and with a lot of funerals and stuff you know typically people mourn like that's that's one of funerals traditionally is like for like you yeah. do it to mourn and like it's more for the living yeah it's, it's much more for the honestly living. funerals are for the living yeah it's for the living because it's uh you know you're, you're dead and gone you don't know what's going on unless you do believe in the whole oh they're there then you're watching your own death that okay. would be really fun i'm all for it I, I would orchestrate I, I, in my in my will. I would orchestrate a whole big thing, and um, too bad I don't have a twin, <laughs> because I can I can think of some really fun stuff. I don't think anyone else is gonna appreciate it, but oh, no, know that if it. I could see it, I'd be I'd be rolling over if you know. As the old adage says. <laughs> uh, so. Um, was I say? Yeah, but it's totally for the living. Oh, it's it's totally to uh, get the feelings out and the uh, just to mourn for the person, you know. But you're not getting any kind of, you know. Yeah. Uh, like it's it's no benefit to the dead person. Yeah, exactly. There's no benefit. Yeah. Unless you need, you need to count all those prayers everyone else is doing for you. Yeah. Yeah. You know. But even then, that's that's still yeah. that's still very vague. Yeah, I like to look at them as a celebration of life and like a remembrance altogether of like, wow, this person was very close to me. Let's as a as a group collaboratively uh, remember this person and like talk about all the great experiences that we had together and like like I know some funerals typically are sad because I mean you lost somebody who you're close to, but personally which i don't know how well it would work i want my funeral to be like a happy vibe to it of, oh yeah like, a celebration of life yeah yeah and not so much like oh this person's dead and gone here's all the cool things that they did like i want it to be like two buddies you know drinking some goddamn vodka in rum and be like hey remember that one time it, that was look at this photograph i'll play nickelback you know, Nickelback at, at, my at your funeral. At my outdoors woodsy <laughs> funeral when you throw me into the ground. Everyone's wearing green. Everyone's wearing green. <laughs> there has to be glitter too, like biodegradable glitter. Though. Of course, of yeah, course. Yeah. We're we're not monsters. Yeah, no, we're not monsters. <laughs> but yeah, I like I think about that quite frequently, probably more than I should. But like I do a lot, and that's probably because I've had so much death in in my life. Yeah, like. There's been, even um, directly or indirectly, like, right when I first moved out here, like, less than, actually, I think it was, like, two weeks, two weeks or so after I moved out here, um, my dad's, my dad's dad died, and... So your grandfather? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, we found out, like, while we were eating dinner, and we had to race out to, oh god, I think it was, like, a papa or something to you know go go to the hospital and stuff because he wanted to see him and everything and like before we got there um he had already been, been pronounced as dead mm. and so like it was really heartbreaking in the fact of i didn't know him practically at all mm -hmm. but being as empathetic as i am like i felt the heartbreak just like even in the room and like at the hospital and stuff like it's it's hard it and, is i mean it's never it's never gonna be like, it's never going to no. be easy to experience somebody dying. No. And uh, from my experience with my grandfather, and uh, see, I had the um, chance to actually have a little bit more closure. Because we knew he was going to die sooner than later because he had cancer. 
stage four uh, lung cancer. Um, and it, he did kick the bucket a little earlier, way earlier than I expected. Mm -hmm. um, but that's just because everyone saw him as a very strong individual. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I saw him, uh, luckily I got to see him still lucid and alive in the uh, hospital. But they, the doctors just say it's not going to be long, you know, mm -hmm. within, you know, 24 hours or so. And I got to see him, and, and it really do, it does make a really big difference. Yeah, it's not seeing him how the way I would like to have seen mm -hmm. him, um, but it's still a final goodbye, a final, you know, hold, uh, hand hold, uh, you know. Mm -hmm. There's some words still, you know, that he still heard while he was still living. Mm -hmm. And um, he went into hospice, and that, that was a whole nother experience that I've never had, mm -hmm. um, just watching someone die like oh yeah you know where um i mean i w felt conflicted because he yes he was you know made comfortable and the place was phenomenal mm -hmm. but it's still like waiting on the hour the minute the second where counting down yeah but you just don't know when that timer hits mm -hmm. and i ended up not being there when that timer hit but you know I was just 10 minutes away um, but even that you know it and I was there uh, in the room with his dead body mm -hmm. you know he's already pronounced dead he's gone mm -hmm. and it's like you still see you know him just laying there and it's like weird because just a second ago that was or you know just the night before it was alive and yeah now you're seeing a legit dead body and not a lot of people see dead bodies mm -hmm. you know unless you're in that line of work yeah um and it's it was a weird just a weird thing mm -hmm. you know um just yeah, it, it's it, it can be a little bit profound. You yeah, know? It, you know, it's a, a little profound. Mm -hmm. Where you know, hey, that's gonna be you, yeah. or that's gonna be your mother or your friend. Mm -hmm. You know, you never know, but it, that's gonna be your, you know, your whoever. It's gonna be in your life. Yeah, exactly. And that was time where I got my first. Where is yeah. my grandfather? Yeah. And you know. Uh, God rest his spirit, he, you know, even though he had a lot of things wrong with him. And I mean, you know, in just the sense of him being uh, living and not having the greatest morals. But, <laughs> you know, and then that's another thing. How far do you disrespect the dead? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's like, I, you know, I love you, but hey, I still remember when you did that really shitty thing. Yeah, and I and I don't think that's quite disrespect if it's something that like actually genuinely happened, mm -hmm. and you're just simply speaking about like the things that have happened. Now, for me, disrespecting the dead is like um, slandering their name, or you know, like when I go to cemeteries, I refuse to walk over grave sites. Oh yeah, I will not that's some walk bad on a grave site. That's some bad juju. Like. I, I go out of my way to ensure that I um, walk either in very specific paths or I walk directly between, like, the, the different the grave sites. Yeah, 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 like, you you do not stand on them, even if it's the one that you're visiting, like, you don't stand on them, like, mm -hmm. that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. That's beyond disrespectful. Well, also, like, if you think about it, 
If you are the one looking from the outside and you're seeing someone stand on a grave, kind of makes it look like you're about to be the next one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it, mm -hmm. to me, you know, yeah, it's a little uh, supernatural. Well, not supernatural. Uh, superstitious. Superstitious. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there you go. Um, and, you know, yeah, you could be like, oh, yeah, that's silly. That's silly. But like, hmm. Yeah, no, I... There's th there's things that carry on through cultures, and there's got to be a reason why. Yeah, there <laughs> there definitely is, but yeah, it's it's definitely really interesting, and I I do think that there's most likely going to be a part two to this, um, just because we're out of time now. But one thing that I want to try to touch on next time, which I'll say it in here so we don't forget it, is like um, how you're saying with your with your grandfather, like you guys knew that he was passing, like how you act at that point, like. Do you act already in that remorse as you're visiting them before, like right before they've passed, or is it one of those happy times, like not pretending like the the situation isn't current, but like just you know reminiscing about like all the good times you had and like going through like those happiness well, points, like it's that all kind of started when we heard the diagnosis, mm -hmm. even though it's well at least for me it did because then I it's. I am more aware of that countdown. Mm -hmm. Don't know when that countdown will end and reach zero, but that's when I'm going to actively, um, you know, try to spend more time with him, try to talk with him more, mm -hmm. like remember the good times, and you know, it's yeah, it's kind of a kind of a sad way of saying too little, too late, you know, because mm -hmm. then you should have been doing those things earlier. Mm -hmm. But you don't really think about your own mortality all the time. Yeah. And it's far, probably for the best mentally that you don't. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's something that I kind of like started right from when they told us what, you know, when he told us that he had been diagnosed and he's going to start um, his therapy. And, uh, I mean, my mom took, uh, the death way, 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 way worse than I did. <laughs> and I just think it's just because, um, I didn't have as much baggage when it came to him. And that's probably another reason of just where, you know, the line of the remorse or the, um, just the other feelings where I thought of him more. Uh, positively some other people don't and then it just kind of builds yeah so but you know I he was a he was a good man to me mm -hmm. you know yes he had his flaws he had a lot of flaws mm -hmm. but he still was good to me mm -hmm. so yeah and that's something that we can definitely touch on a bit more over the next time that we're able to do this episode but for now we're out of time so and thank you guys for listening in on this fine evening. I hope that you guys got some insight on this. Um, and hope it kind of gets your gears turning and you're able to think about it a little bit more. But uh, I hope you all have a good evening and we'll see you in the next episode. And thank you for having me, Dave. You're welcome. And we will see you again in future ones. I would hope so. <laughs> good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.